Hey, what's up, y'all? Here we are again with another episode. My name is Krista. Thank you guys for continuously listening, coming through, and hearing what I have to say. So I hope you guys are having a great weekend, a great day, a great hour, a great second. That's always the goal, right? To continue to um, live the best life that you can live at every second of the day. But anyways, so I wanted to come on here and talk about um, basically when life basically takes a detour. Life will sometimes take a detour and sometimes it's, it's, it's out of your control. And, you know, it happens that way. It happens that way for a reason. And there's always a reason for everything, whether we like it or not. It's just all about changing within the change and going with the flow with that change. So I wanted to talk about when I started barber school. This is one topic that I haven't really been talking to many people about or haven't explained uh, much about it. I went to barber school in January of last of this year and I made the decision to basically go to barber school because um, I found such a passion behind it and I I ended up cutting my hair and it changed my whole world. Um, definitely changed my whole world. I cut my hair last year and I just felt a sense of relief. I felt like I was coming into myself. I know as a woman, when you want change so bad especially I don't know what it is most women when they're in they start in their early 30s or when they turn 30 they want change um everything that they used to do they don't do it anymore um the people they hang out with they don't hang out with them anymore so there's a whole lot of growth that has happened since um adolescence their teens um their 20s and now they're coming we're all coming into ourselves when, when we turn 30. I think that's a common theme um, with people and especially women. So I decided to cut my hair off. I cut my hair off because I felt like I was hiding behind it. And um, just to break away, do what I felt inside was right and get rid of a lot of the baggage. Um, and I'm going to be talking about basically more in depth of when I cut my hair, the details of it in another episode, but just to kind of give a basics of where the whole, whole cutting hair began. So I cut my hair, made a huge transformation and I wanted everybody and I wanted women especially to feel comfortable with who they are and to express themselves. So I was like, you know what? I've always kind of wanted to do the barbering and I've had a couple friends that are doing the same thing. And I had people tell me like, oh, I could see you doing that. And um, that definitely encouraged me to pursue that. 
you know. Um, I was a little iffy about it because um, this is something new and it was something new, definitely out of my um, comfort zone. I've always been a manager. I've worked in sales and all that good stuff. So, yeah, this is totally different. So I took a risk and I risked it all. I quit my job that I was working at because I just was miserable there and I was continuously getting sick and all this, all these things. So just a lot of transitions. So I quit my job, wanted to go to barber school and I started. Um, but yeah, I just had an epiphany moment that I wanted to do it because I felt so good about myself. And I, like I said, I wanted other women to feel the same. Um, I wanted them to become empowered. So I started the barbering school, started it, um, did it for like six months and I couldn't find a job that would, um, accommodate my situation of, you know, um, going to school, which was five to 10 and then working in the morning, working in the morning. And it was hard for me to find it. And so I, I just, yeah, it was a long road. I did have job opportunities and, and stuff like that, but they weren't going to pay me what I needed. Uh, so, you know, $15 an hour is not going to be good enough out here, you know, and for me to be able to survive on my own, it just wasn't enough. So yeah, it was just trial and error. And then, you know, the, the, the experience that I had, you know, I had to have a fluctuating schedule no one would work with me. So all in all, at the end of the day, I had to make a decision to either do the 15 hour, an hour job and do that and just kind of struggle. Um, which I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to, wouldn't have been able to survive fully with that type of, you know, salary. So I was like, okay, now the fact that I can't find anything, I'm definitely going to just make the decision to move back home and at that find a job, save money on top of that and continue in, in, pay my tuition, which is great. Then I wouldn't even have to worry about rent. So that was like a good plan. And so I had to transfer within the transfer. I moved back up North where my parents are from Turlock, California, very small community. I don't know if you guys have, have ever heard of it, but it's really small. It's like 15, 20 minutes away from Modesto. Um, so yeah, so I ended up moving, um, to back at home and not even knowing the whole process of my transferring all my paperwork from what was being presented to me that I was able to transfer and I would be fine with just paying um, monthly of what I owed when the financial aid cross didn't the part where the financial aid didn't cross over because there's a time limit of what the financial pays for within a certain amount of time. And I had left within that time. And, you know, some of the counselors told me that we, we would be, they would be able to, um, if you write, write a consent <laughs> on paper and you commit to paying a certain amount of money, um, per month while you're going to school, then you'll be fine. And I was like, okay, cool. That was the information that I got. So I thought everything was going to be fine. So I get, I moved to my parents and 
um, come to find out I'm waiting for like a month or two months and I'm like, what is going on? So I guess it takes a while for your paperwork to transfer and come to find out. I talked to the counselor and she tells me that they will not release my hours. I had no idea the fact that my hours have to be released for me to go back to school and I have to pay. I have to pay what? Uh, not a good amount, but it's, it's not bad amount, but I have to pay that, the couple thousand dollars for me to go back to school for me to continue. So my hours on, are on hold until I do that. So I'm like, wow. And I had picked up a job to work at a gym and I was not, I, I took the $15. How much it was? I was getting, I think I was getting paid $15 an hour. I didn't even care at that point because I, you know, I wanted to work at a gym and also go to school because the gym accommodated my hours. It, they were working me 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I was going to be able to go to school and it was Monday through Friday. I didn't have to work at the weekend. So it was perfect. So it was like, wow. Um, all I need to do is just get my paperwork done, but I couldn't. And the process was on hold. So I was like, okay, within the two months and within finding out that information that I have to basically it's on hold for a minute, for a while. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Turlock or Modesto and Northern California. It's pretty small. There's not a lot of jobs out there. Um, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a little bit harder. It's not impossible to find a job, but it, it's like, for example, I was trying to get a job at the gym and there's only four gyms. There's one gym in Turlock. Um, there's only like two gyms in Turlock, two to three gyms. And, and I went to all three and then I went to the four three to four I can't remember I think it was three to four gyms in um Modesto and none of them called me back one of the experiences that I went to was not a great experience did not want to work there they had me waiting for the manager for like for too long <laughs> so I got up and left um didn't even come up to me to tell me like hey the manager's busy whatever um, so the choices are basically sim slim. So if you do have a bad experience with one, you know, company, it's gets narrowed down to, you know, lesser options for you to apply. Um, so unlike if you live in Southern California, if you have a bad experience, like applying somewhere or they don't like who you look, what you look like, what you have to offer your experience, or they just deny you because they're in a bad mood. It could be anything. You can go somewhere else because there's so much opportunity out here. That's the thing about Southern California. Like you, you do, there is a lot of competition, but at the same time, there is a lot more jobs out here for people. So within me trying to figure out like what am I going to do now I can't stay in this small town I have to I have to go I can't um so I one of my managers uh my old manager she reached out to me and I got an opportunity to work possibly work at one at her store and then I went to LA for a day did the interview came back I felt good about it. They felt good about it. And then within that time period, I applied for apartment. 
got approved for the apartment um, within three days over the phone and everything was cool. So I'm just waiting back to hear from the job and come to find out they passed me up to um, someone else because they didn't think that I was going to move out here as quickly. And I was all for it. I was all ready. Um, and within my communication, I was saying, yeah, I am going to move out here. I'm starting to look for apartments now. No communication was being presented back to me within that time of me waiting. And I even did a background check and I was waiting for it. And it takes about three to four days for it. So I was patiently waiting and everything was moving along. And then, boom, they made the decision to go with somebody who was already there within that store and bump them up. So that's fine. That's fine. Kind of messed up. Um but, you know, I had to look at it as everything happens for a reason. You know, for me, if I was the other person or the other company, I would have called that person and saying, hey, how's the apartment hunting going? Hey, how's the job? Like, how's everything going basically with the apartment? Um, did you find one yet before they even made a decision? You know what I mean? Because um, I like I said, I had. I was serious about it. Like I, the time that I was given an opportunity to do the interview within two days, I came down there to do the interview, um, on spot. So, um, and got a hotel and everything. So, you know, I was pretty serious about getting the job, but you know what? I couldn't, I wasn't even angry. Couldn't be angry. And set it aside and left it because sometimes things don't happen for a reason. So that was another detour. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I already got approved for this apartment. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and take a leap of faith and go. I have dreams for myself. And now I figured out that barber school is not something that I really, really wanted to do at the end of the day. It was something that I wanted to do in the six months. I met some great people. Um, I had a great experience and I, what I took away and what I say for myself is that sometimes things are only for a time period and that's okay. And it's okay to try something new. And now I know how to take care of my hair a lot better. <laughs> so within the six months, I know a lot about hair. I know how to fade hair. I know how to cut hair. I know how to tender to my own needs. So now I know how to take care of myself even better. So the six months was definitely worth it. The money that I'm going to be paying back is worth it. Um, because I'm going to be able to save a lot more money throughout the years um, with not having to go to the barbershop or not having to go to the salon all the time because I know the foundation of hair and I know how to treat it, what to do. I can't do everything, but if say if I go to the, you know, the shop and get my hair done, um, I can do it within less months or once a month or once every four months then versus somebody who has to come, you know, every two weeks or every three weeks or whatever. So, you know, it's, it was an investment for myself again. And I have to, I I'm looking at it that way. And, um, it was a great experience for the time. And I, like I said, I met some great people and, um, that I still talk to now. Um, so never be embarrassed about life taking a detour and things switching and moving and don't worry about explaining yourself to people. And if they believe you or if they don't believe you, if they, even if they don't believe in you, um, that's a big one, you know, uh, cause we try to act like everything is fine and 
um, you know, we're trying something new and everybody's rooting for us. And sometimes things just don't work out. And sometimes you're aligned for something bigger than doing hair. And that was something that I really, really had to connect with God, the universe and my angels to and talk with them about it. And have them show me what am I really supposed to do here? What am I supposed to be contributing here on this earth? And, and what makes me feel inspired at all times? What gives me the passion and, and the fuel to keep going? And what can I talk about? for hours and hours and hours and not get tired of that's another thing if you guys are really trying to figure out what you want to do in this life figure out the things that you talk about look at what you're talking about look at the things that you're looking at um look at yourself um when you are doing these things and interacting with people what gives you that fire and that passion that was one huge thing that i figured out was damn i talk about i talk about encouragement i talk about spirituality a lot and health a lot um and i can continue to talk about it because i'm consistently implementing these things in my life and it works and i'm the happiest that i've been in a very very long time so it's just been a huge passion of mine and I want everyone to feel good about themselves and to take care of themselves and have the mental capacity to get up every day and, and figure out what, what makes them thrive. So with hair, you know, I was helping people like I wanted to help people with doing hair, but it wasn't deep enough for me like spirituality is or becoming a health coach is um or a trainer those are the things that i'm going to venture off into and you guys will start seeing a lot more of it um i, I just have a bigger passion for it and i feel like a lot of people need health coaches and need trainers that's gonna be constant just like the hair business like that was another reason why i got into hair business because everybody has hair somebody ha is bald or needs a haircut you know so i was scratching the surface of what i wanted but i wasn't really diving in so now that i've dived all the way in and now what i figured out what i really really like um this is this is what I'm going to be stepping into is becoming a health coach and all this stuff. And you, like I said, you guys are going to be seeing more of it um, as I push myself into the journey. So everything happens for a reason. And it's just continue to do the things that you feel like you want to do. And it's OK if it doesn't work out. Um, another thing that I figured out with myself with the whole barbering thing um, that it's kind of a cool thing to be a barber. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. I think it's a cool thing. And the whole picture of it is nice of becoming a barber. Um, and the things that you learn and the people that you meet. But I feel like, um, I got a lot, a lot of praise for wanting to become a barber. Like there was like a respect thing going on behind it. And now that I'm transitioning and wanting to become a health coach, um, become more into spirituality and, and connect with people on a mental level to help them on an everyday basis of why they're depressed or why they have anxiety. Where's the stem and the root of their traumas and stuff like that? Um, so now that I'm talking about more about that stuff, I, I'm not, you don't get a huge crowd behind it, you know? So I will be catering to people who, who definitely want the help. 
and I went through a lot. I went through a lot um, that I will definitely be speaking about in other F pre in the next episodes. Um, but I went through a lot and a lot of change and a lot of growth and a lot of mental growth. Um, so yeah, so this, this isn't as popular, but it will be. And it serves a bigger purpose. And in the long run, it will serve a bigger purpose. Um, I, I just, like I said, I just want to help as many people as possible, as many women as possible, help them figure it out as much as possible. Um, and take in only the ones that, you know, obviously they, that they won't want help and they're open to help. You know, the only time, the only reason why I started to change is because that was the only result that I had, um, is to change. And, and I wanted help. I wanted help. I was open to it. I wanted all the help that I wanted to get. So I started to do a lot of research on my own and, it was a lot and I'm definitely going to, like I said, I'm going to go in depth more about that in my other episodes. So yeah, I just wanted to come on here and talk to you guys a little bit about that. And then I wanted to pull, I pulled up something. I went on an interview um, the other day and the interview, uh, someone, uh, what was the interview? Yeah. So the interview was basically about clothing and how um, the clothing industry has a big, huge, like, um, toxicity of health, of the health environment. So they contribute to a lot of, um, you know, toxicity in the world. And I had no idea. Most people talk about plastic all the time or trash, but clothing is, is a big one. Um, it's one of the, the highest leading causes of toxicity in our land, in our, in, and in our water. So I just wanted to read a little bit about that. And just so you guys could see what I guess what it's about. It's interesting to me because I've always been in retail. And like I said, I've been a manager, store manager, whatever. So I've always been around clothing and I had no idea and nobody talked about this shit at all. So it just kind of blew my mind when I went on the interview because the interview, it was for a, um, it was for an athletic um, clothing company for women and they use biodegradable clothing, I guess. Um, so they try to use um, the best resources to um, make their clothing and less, less toxic materials. So I wanted to read a little bit about this just really quickly about how basically, um, the clothing has like different chemicals in it. So for one of them is like um, formaldehyde. And I don't know if you guys know what formaldehyde is. It's like a preservative and they use it in embalming fluid when someone passes on. So they're using that in um, the clothing to obviously preserve the clothing. And, um, you know, when they have to wash the clothing, obviously some of that water is that, that, um, chemical is getting into dispersed into the water. They also use dyes, um, that are toxic and that get into the water. And then also just the fabric in itself, um, the microfibers that are, um, 
that are getting into the water and it's causing a lot of waste with water. It's causing a lot of waste with just the, the chemicals getting into the water and it's a worldwide thing and they're trying to prevent it. And, um, they're trying to figure out how they can start using raw materials, um, as much as possible with different fabrics. So, um, I'm going to be more conscious and aware of where I shop at now. And I want to look, start looking up online, like what clothing is health, like, I guess healthier <laughs> and less toxic, um, in the, uh, making process of our clothing that we wear. I had no idea for years I was in the clothing business and this is something that's not talked about in these meetings they want us to sell 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 but it's like we're causing so much damage with the world that we live in and those things are just as important as what we breathe and what we put into the earth and um yeah i just started caring about stuff like that like the last three years just really really just uh being focused on what can I contribute to making the world better physically and the land that we live in the air? So, I mean, I know it's a big process and a big deal, but I'm just being a lot more conscious of it and what we contribute. But yeah, so I kind of just wanted to go over that and that little, if you guys ever wanted to look it up, just put, um, just put in like fashion, um, disposable toxic clothing or whatever and it'll pull up but it was kind of like a quick little um article it wasn't anything like in depth in depth but it's kind of like on hush hush i guess so anyways i just wanted to share that because i found it interesting start looking at the clothing that you wear and it's important and don't be afraid to try new things. And if life takes a detour, don't give a fuck about anyone and what they think and how you will look if something doesn't work out or if it does or if you change your mind. It's your life. This is your life. So live it. Peace.